proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast. It is being brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. I'm your host, Charles, and thank you so much for listening. I was praying for you, dear listener, before this podcast started. I was praying that God use this podcast for his glory to speak directly to your soul. We realize here on this podcast that there are many out there to choose from, many podcasts that you can listen to. You might be one of those that listen to several different podcasts, and that's okay. But we wanted to make sure that this one stands out above the rest. And we know that what's going to make this podcast different than the ones that you hear on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, what's going to make this one stand out and make the most difference is that it contains the breath of God on it. We are asking God to breathe on this podcast, his breath, because his words when they come straight from the Holy Spirit, are the ones that contain life, the anointing that breaks the yokes of sin, that tears down the kingdom of darkness, and that establishes your faith. And I want to welcome you to the podcast. And while I'm welcoming you, I want to welcome to the podcast as well, my friend, brother in the Lord and partner in ministry, Scott. Scott, say hello to everyone. Hello to everyone, and hope this podcast is finding you well, and uh, hope you're encouraged. And uh, just like Charles said, what a what a good opener that was encouraging me. I was hoping you continue on, Charles. That was a that was a good word. But uh, we hope this podcast finds you well and encouraged. And if you're if you're struggling and if you're down and maybe feeling lost, just like Charles has been saying, we want this podcast. We, we pray this podcast to be different than the many other ones that are out there that you find something encouraging in this. You find strength in this. You hear the voice of the Lord in this podcast. And, and if we get that and a feedback, then we're, we're rejoicing here on this end because that's what we want. We want him. You know, we, we would love, Charles, to find people, have guest speakers like some of these other podcast outlets do. Maybe one day we'll get to do that. But I know it's in your heart and it's in my heart that uh, the third person on this podcast be the very holy presence of God, the very Holy Spirit speaking, because he can do more in one second than we could do if we take a year. Amen. And uh, we're, we're thankful that you're here with us today. And Charles, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I, I'm so happy, so privileged and so honored that God has given me another opportunity to represent him to speak on his behalf. It's a fearful thing, Scott, but it is also a wonderful thing Mm -hmm. to bring the word of God to the people in some form or fashion. Over the years, I have done several things. Scott, we've been around all the way back to when we were on a radio station at 630 on Sunday morning. Yes. And I remember those days and how wonderful it felt to represent God. And it still does. Technology has came so far to uh, the ability to do this now without leaving the comforts of our home 
But I don't want to forget those times, Scott, that I got up early on Sunday morning and got dressed and drove to the radio station because that was the only way to get the word of God out to the people. You know, even before that, all the way back to the circuit riders who rode from town to town on their horses to bring the word of God to the people. We are so blessed today. And uh, also, (laughs) it could be the fact that because we are so blessed, because we have such an access to the word, because there are Bibles on every shelf and every table, because the you can pull up every podcast because you can turn on TV and listen to a preacher any time of the day that God requires such a change in the lives of the Christians that are living today. Um, it says where grace abounds or where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. We are inundated by the enemy's attempts. You know, you were talking about the people who may be listening to this podcast, Scott, that are downtrodden and depressed and oppressed and fearful about all the things that are happening upon the earth today, from the COVID vaccine to the recent shootings in high schools, to all the things that I've heard, the enemy is busy doing his business and trying to destroy lives. But, Scott, we also have a father in heaven who's busy. Mm-hmm. And if we have an ear to hear and eyes to see and a heart to receive, he is also busy about the business of saving souls, delivering people who are in bondage, bringing restoration to lives. And I want to be a part of that move. That's why I want this podcast to be so much different, Scott than the others that they listen to. Scott, before we get started today, I want to go to the Lord in prayer and make sure that he has liberty, freedom, and is you know in control and has exactly what he wants to do on this podcast. Before we get started, there is a scripture that was laid upon my heart. I like to start these podcasts off with the word of God. And the word of God today at the beginning comes from 1 John chapter 4 and verse 6. And it states that we are of God. This is John speaking on behalf of God to the people that are reading his letter. John was the one who, you know, uh, as far as history records, Scott, John the beloved was the only disciple that died from natural causes. History says that all the other 11 were martyred. John, there was attempts to martyr him, but he was never killed for the sake of, or he was never martyred, but he died a natural death. And in his old age, all the way to the very end, Scott, he spent his life spreading the gospel, teaching the people. This is one of the last letters that he wrote to the church. And in it, he is making a boast. A lot of people would say it is boastful what he said, that we are of God. And I know that uh, me using this verse may also be boastful. But, Scott, I want the people that are listening to us to be confident in the fact that we believe that what they hear on this podcast is the word of God, that it is from the Holy Spirit, that it is going to change their life if they apply it. 
which is the key, applying it. But this verse says, we are of God, and he that knoweth God hears us. He that is not of God hears us not. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Scott, there is a spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. and he is speaking today, but there's also a spirit of error. And that spirit of error is is rampant today in the church. Mm-hmm. People out there speaking on their own behalf, teaching for doctrine of God, the opinions of men, their own opinions, their own learning. They went to seminary. They went to theological school. And they're not teaching the word of God. They're teaching what they have been instructed by those naysayers that don't know the voice of God. But today, I can say with confidence, like John did, we are of God. I haven't been to seminary. I haven't been to theological school. I've learned everything straight from the mouth of my God, from the school of hard knock, the Holy Spirit school of hard knock. And so I can say of a surety that I know that what I speak is the truth from God because it has kept me. Scott, all these years, and I believe with all of my heart that you are a kindred spirit, that you are from God, that you also haven't been instructed or taught by men. You haven't got all these degrees to back up what God has taught you, but you have learned it from God, and you've also felt the mandate, as I do, to pass that knowledge and that words of life that you've been given by God to the people that are listening. Amen. Amen. I do like that scripture. You you do hear John's confidence in his words and, and his confidence, Charles. I've always attributed it to this. He he walked with Jesus. Yes. And and he'd spent time with the Lord. And that gave him the confidence to say, Little children, we are of God. Amen. We've got his word. And and you know the great thing about this, Charles, is I know Jesus ain't walking on this earth in sandals and and, uh, clothed in robes. You can still, by the Holy Spirit, walk with him the same way that John, Peter, and Paul did. Still walk with him. And and if you're walking with him that close, if you're making uh, all the necessary steps, the sacrifices to walk with the Lord and receive his voice today, then you too can, can speak with that kind of confidence. Yeah, I I know what Jesus wants because I walk with him because I listen to him because I hear him speak to me. I got to quit. But but we can we can have that confidence today. And I like that piece of scripture you're getting right there. Yes, sir. Amen. And that's what we are trying to do, Scott, on this podcast and especially in this current series that we're in is to establish confidence in the listeners, because, Scott, we are living in a day and age where. There are so many false gospels, so many false messages, so many people out there that are clamoring for attention, saying that this is the way, walk you in this way. We know the Bible says that there is a way that seemeth right to man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Scott, we want to make sure that the listeners who are listening to this podcast are confident in their faith. And Uh standing strong against the enemy because we live in a day and age where as we get closer to the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, there will be a need 
to know the truth because it'll be the truth that sets you free, that keeps you from falling. It won't be how many times that you felt the goosebumps. It won't be how many times that you had tears fall from your eyes. It won't be that famous gospel song that you love so much. It won't be that favorite pastor that you sit under. It won't be that fact that you have perfect church attendance. It will be the truth of God's word that you have took the time to hide in your hearts, to bury deep inside that is bringing forth fruit and giving you the ability to stand against the lies of the enemy. And that is what we're all about. Scott, we are on week three of the current series, the person and ministry of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We did a Pursuit of God series, and during that series, we realized that in order to pursue God, you must have an intimate relationship with his spirit. But Scott, there are so many people today, born-again Christians, who do not have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit because they have not been taught about the third person of the Trinity. And Mm -hmm. that is what this new series, this current series that we are on is all about is getting to know the Holy spirit. Now we do (laughs) the understanding that just like the pursuit of God, Scott, we can only take the listener so far. We can only teach the listener what we've been instructed in the word of God about the Holy spirit. But there comes a time where the listener will have to grab the baton that we're holding out and run this race and build that intimate relationship themselves with the Holy Spirit. We cannot give them that intimacy that they need. We can only point them in the right direction. We can only take them to the mountaintop, but it is those people then that have to a heart to hear, eyes to see, and ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying, and they cultivate that intimate relationship. Amen. 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 I I love what you're saying. You're you're stirring me up. I I, I think we've got a vision here. <clears throat> Please correct me if I'm wrong, but but I think we've got a little vision here between you and I. You know, uh, I think what I'm about to say, and I'll say quickly, kind of. Uh, you know, just it puts together the problem going on. It's 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 a good example. <clears throat> but Charles, in the Old Testament, at any stage that we're talking about, whether it's the tabernacle or the temple, it, it's still the same that they're building. It's still the same thing. They were keen to make sure that all the accoutrements were there, that, that the, the curtains were hanging just right, that they were made out of a certain material, that they were on the right kind of hooks, that the bricks were certain uh, inches apart from each other and had to be built so many feet square and and the the right utensils were inside the temple and they were keen to make sure that all that was in perfect order. But at the end of the day, after they had got done building the building and making sure the accoutrements were in there, it was the most important thing, the one ingredient that's still left out because it makes, it, it turns it into a place of meeting of God without him. He is just another building. It's just another building that they built. But at the end of the day, when they put all those accoutrements together and they, they put the building together, they began to pray and they began to cry out. and They began to call on the Lord. And then you would see at the very end of this, the Holy Spirit 
the, the third person of the Trinity, the power of God, he, he who was there at the beginning creating the stars and separating the land from the water begins to come down. Maybe he took different forms. But he different shapes, but he came down into the building and, and consecrated the building and the building shook and, and the people fell to their knees. And then that empty building that was no different than anything else became the meeting place between God and man. And I think you and I have got this this little vision that today's church, today's preachers, and I pick on them because I love them, Charles, not because I hate them. But but today's church, today's pastors, today's leaders are keen to make sure all the accoutrements are there, that our pews are padded, that our worship leaders can sing pretty and hit the rafters with their high notes, that we've got all the right instruments and the right sound equipment and a pretty little sanctuary. But we're still devoid of calling upon the one who makes it from a building to a meeting place. And, and this is our little vision here, Charles, I think that we're pushing is let's not forget the main, the most important, the ingredient that makes it anything that separates it from just yet another empty building. Would you would you agree with that? Absolutely. And that that's what makes the difference. It it's while we're taking the time that we are. I know that there may be some listeners that know a lot of what we've already said concerning the Holy Spirit. You know, we spoke about the Trinity last week, Scott, and uh, Trinity is a fundamental teaching. A lot of the people that listen to us may have heard about it, but there are some that still don't understand the fundamentals of the Holy Spirit. That's why we're taking our time. We want everyone to be able to meet with God, to find out what God's plan is for their life, and you do that by having an intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost. We said it last week, Scott, it's so important that we have a relationship not only with the Father and the Son, but we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because the Father began the plan. Jesus established the plan by his death and burial and resurrection And now the Holy Spirit is carrying out that plan of salvation in our lives. And if we don't understand the Holy Spirit, according to the word of God, if we don't have him living on the inside, if we don't have that intimate relationship where he is speaking to us while we pray and when we seek God in his word, then we are missing the key element of this walk with God, we will not fulfill the destiny and the plan and the purpose that God has for our lives. It would almost be safe to say that Scott, without the indwelling of the Holy spirit, then the death of Jesus would be in vain Mm -hmm. and a waste of the grace of God in your life. Mm -hmm. Because once Jesus died on the cross and the holy requirements of a holy God were met. Then it says the veil of the temple was rent, and the Holy Spirit came out and said, Now let me make temples of men, and let me dwell in their hearts instead of in a building. And that's the whole purpose of Uh the death of Jesus Christ. Listener, the whole purpose of the death of Jesus Christ was to reestablish 
that intimate relationship that Adam had with God all the way back in Genesis. Once again, God wants to walk with you as mm-hmm. he walked with Adam. And unless you have an understanding about the Holy Spirit, unless you have an intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost, that will not come to pass in your life. That's why we're taking our time. Now, Scott, the Trinity we talked about has three different individuals, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. These three are one God, but they are individuals in the fact that they each have attributes. They have characteristics that are absolutely personal to them. The Father has characteristics that Jesus and the Holy Spirit does not. Mm -hmm. Jesus has characteristics that the Father and the Holy Spirit does not. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit has characteristics that the Father and Jesus do not. But when you have all three present in your life, then all of the characteristics and the attributes and the personality of God are evident in your life. And you will understand what God's power and plan in your life is so much better. Now, we're going to talk about the attributes and characteristics of the Holy Spirit because he is a person. He's not a force. He's not a thing. He's not a mystical, magical illusion or something that you may have been taught in your past about how elusive he is. He is a person. He is a persona. He has an individual uh, identity. And we want to teach you about him as much as we can, according to the word. Scott, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today and exactly what those characters Characteristics are so that the listener might be able to understand better how God works in their life, how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all work in conjunction in a believer's life. And uh, that's going to be a heavy duty task, I do believe. But mm. I believe with the help of the Holy Spirit, like we said before, what better person to introduce himself to you, listener? than the Holy Spirit himself. What better person to teach you about the Holy Ghost than the Holy Ghost himself? And we're inviting him. We're asking him to come in. We're asking him to move. I know that I haven't had you pray yet. Uh, <laughs> so we took a long time to bring this subject to a, to a fruition. But let's go ahead and say a prayer right quick, Scott, that the rest of this podcast the Holy Spirit has got freedom and liberty to speak about who he is and his characteristics to the listener. Would you pray? I will definitely pray. <laughs> I know I know we've took a long open right there, but it was most needful. And and I just if you don't mind, I wanna I wanna add let's let's stress one more thing so my heart can feel better. But we, we've said this before in previous podcasts and I encourage you guys that are listening to go back. If you haven't listened to the first, I think, I think two of them laid down so far, Charles, correct me if I'm wrong. Two have been laid down in this series. That is and, correct. All right. And, and if you haven't got to listen to those and, and you're jumping in on this series right here, please go back and, and, and listen to these two that's already laid down. We're diving deep into the Holy spirit. 
of God, and it's it's most important. Charles, he doesn't like to call attention to himself this way because his main goal is is to uh, lift up Jesus, to to bring Jesus to the forefront because he alone is worthy. He alone was worthy to open the seals and the scrolls in Revelation. He alone is worthy to sit at the seat. But I think he's allowing us to, to do so because we have forgotten this most important piece of doctrine in our theology. We've, we've let it go. We've laid it down. We've, we've talked against it, even certain preachers and, and he's allowing us to shine the light on him this morning. So I'm praying that you allow whatever you've been told, whatever you've heard, whatever stigma you think, because, Oh, they're talking the Holy roller talk. Now I, I, I want you to put this aside for a minute and I want you to consider what, Charles and I are saying because it's most important because of this and, and we've said this before but look, I'm going to say this and then we're going to pray Jesus himself said it's expedient that I go away now, let, let me let me say just a second right there it's expedient that I go after the risen Lord out of the tomb fresh out of the tomb spends spends many days with the disciples speaking and teaching about important things he says it's important i mean i got to get out of here i cannot stay with you if i stay here any longer then he will not come and you will not grow i want you to think about that for a minute think about that you you hear i wish we could teach on this all day because there's so much to unpack from that that little verse of scripture but but what i'm trying to get you to understand if it's so important that you need this, that Jesus says, I, the Son of God, have got to get out of the way so he can come. How dare you, pastor, speak against him on Sunday morning service? How dare you, preacher, tell your congregation that you get everything you get when you say a salvation prayer and there's nothing left to garner? Shame on you, preacher. We're, we're on this podcast today. We are going to tell the importance, the need, the right, the thing that Jesus died for so we could have importance of the Holy Spirit Amen. in our lives. Amen. So that's what we're going to pray. And I'm asking you this morning, please sit aside your isms and your schisms and, and everything else that you think about and listen to what the presentation is and consider the, the benefit, the importance of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, for yet another opportunity. Lord, you've woke us up today, whether we be at work, whether we be doing whatever we're doing today, listening to this podcast, you did wake us up. You did give us another chance. You did give us another opportunity. And we love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you so much for your many benefits, for your wonderful presence, for your wonderful voice, for the wonderful gifts that you give us, for the power that we can walk in. You died for that, Jesus. We give you the praise and the glory this morning. We are quick to remember that your train, your robe is still white and shiny as the noonday sun. It still fills the temple. It is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, heaven is your throne and earth is but your footstool and every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that you are Lord of Lords and King of Kings and there will be no other on that judgment day. Even Satan himself who has tried to roar like a lion will bow before you and claim that you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords and Father we are going to be quick this morning to be the first before we've got to do it on judgment day to raise up a hand and say you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords. There is none more beautiful than you. You 
are still wonderful and glorious and mysterious and we're still trying to learn your ways. Thank you, Father, for the gift of the Holy Spirit that goes into the nooks and the crannies of your mind and gives us the gifts and the benefits and the doctrines and the things that we must know. We praise you and we lift up your holy name. We thank you for your Holy Spirit this morning that I already feel. And Lord, I pray for the other person on the other side of this podcast, whoever they may be, that their mind opens, that the light switch clicks on proverbially, that they receive what is going to be said this morning that they are going to consider and they are also themselves going to come to you in prayer and say, I want this kind of relationship. I want this kind of voice. I want to know that I know that I know. And we can. We give you the glory. Now, Father, I pray that you touch Charles. I pray that you touch his mind, body, and spirit. I pray that you give him the words to say with authority, with power. Lord, if you want this old voice to speak, then give me the words to say. And God, we again praise you for everything that you have done and are doing. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Amen. Good prayer, good prayer. Thank you so much, Scott. Oh, I feel so good when you pray in the Spirit. I know that God is concerned, and he is interested, and he is He's more eager to meet with us than we are with him yeah. and to teach us his ways. Listener. I hope you heard the excitement in Scott's voice. That was the Holy Spirit yearning to get to know you and you to get to know him. That's what it is to have a relationship. It's to get to know one another intimately and how each other thinks and how each other acts and what makes each other click and tick. And you can do that with the Holy Spirit. He is a personal person. He is a very intimate person. He is the intimate fellowship of God. He is the one that God and the Father and the Son are so quick to protect. So, you know, they they are wanting to protect the Holy Spirit and ah. his 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 precious identity so much. And uh I want to tell you a little bit about him. Now we're going to change gears a little bit from the excitement that we've been having so far on this podcast to a little bit of teaching because we want to teach about the attributes and characteristics of the Holy Ghost so that you would have more of an understanding of God. The Holy Spirit is a very personable identity, but we are given clues to his identity in the word. Scott, these next few verses that I'm going to read are going to show us a few of the attributes of the Holy Ghost, are going to give us some clues to his identity. Uh, Revelation talks about the Holy Spirit in detail. And uh, so I want to read from Revelation just a couple of chapters, verse or chapter 4 of Revelation and verse 5. This is a description of God's kingdom in heaven and God's throne and notice what it says about the Holy Spirit. It says out of the throne proceedeth lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of the burning fire burning before the throne. And these seven lamps are the seven spirits of God. Now I don't know listener, if you've ever paid attention to that or if you've ever read it, but there are seven spirits that make up the Holy Spirit of God. 
And that's what this verse is referring to. You may never have heard of such a thing. You may say, what? There's seven spirits of God? That's what the word of God teaches. That is not the only place. In Revelation chapter 5 is another reference to the spirit of God. Revelation chapter 5. I'm going to read from verse 6. It says, And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. Now this is talking about Jesus Christ himself. Stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. So there, Scott, Amen. is another example, a vision that John had while he wrote the book of Revelation. He saw in the midst of the throne of God, a lamb that had been slain. We know that is Jesus. He was the lamb of God. And this lamb had seven horns and seven eyes and explains that those seven eyes are the seven spirits of God sent into all the earth. Now, Scott, a lot of people would say, well, if the Holy Spirit is made up of seven spirits, then how in the world will we get to know him? What are those seven spirits? <laughs> it didn't tell us there. Well, guess what? The Bible does tell us mm -hmm. what those seven spirits are. Those seven spirits are named in the Bible. Let me tell you what they are. Going to Isaiah chapter 11. Here's another prophecy, Scott, given to Isaiah, the prophet, about Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And it says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now this is talking about Jesus mm -hmm. said the spirit of God will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Did you notice that Scott? I it did. The spirits. Let's go through them again. There's a spirit of wisdom. There's one. There's a spirit of understanding. There's two. The spirit of counsel. There's three. The spirit of might. There's four. The spirit of knowledge. There's five. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord. There's six. Now, there's six of those spirits of God described in Revelation that are named for us. And then the seventh one is one that Jesus himself reveals to us in John chapter 14 when he's talking about the Holy Ghost. And he says, I will pray to the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth. Mm. So Scott, it's the spirit of truth. So those are the seven spirits that make up the Holy Ghost of God. Mm -hmm. And Scott, the Bible says that in Jesus dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Mm -hmm. Jesus was anointed and, and filled with the Holy Ghost. The day that he was baptized by John, it states that the Spirit of God descended, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove upon Jesus, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost and began his ministry. Now, all seven spirits were given to Jesus. 
because the Holy Spirit is made up of those seven spirits. Jesus contained them all in his person. But here's the beautiful thing about it. Scott, when Jesus left this earth, he prayed. Uh That same spirit that he was anointed with, that same Holy Ghost that he was filled with, would fill his church, his disciples. And on the day of Pentecost, as we are taught in Acts chapter 2, they had been praying and seeking God for the promise that Jesus said was coming. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And now all seven spirits that Jesus was anointed with now operate in a believer who has been filled with the Holy Ghost. And Scott, how can we walk in wisdom and in counsel and in understanding and in might and in knowledge and in the fear of the Lord and in truth, unless we also be filled like Jesus with the Holy Ghost. All of God's attributes, all of God's wisdom, all of God's knowledge, all of God's understanding, the fear of the Lord that makes you walk a right life and live a holy life before God, all of these come into your heart when you are infilled and indwelt by the Holy Spirit. That's why Scott and I are so adamant about you knowing about the Holy Spirit, you walking with the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to enter into you and live in your heart and take hold of your heart and begin to instruct you on how to be like Jesus. Scott, these are the seven spirits which make up the Holy Ghost, and all seven of them are offered to the believer if he or she would only ask and believe and receive and relinquish control of her life or his life. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's be quick. I love that presentation. Let's be quick to iterate the fact that Jesus is coming onto this earth was, was a twofold purpose. and, And they need to know this, Charles. One is he had to die to fulfill the requirements of a lost relationship with God, you know, the, the fall of Adam, the need for for salvation, the need for a lamb to be slain, something to take our place. He did all that. That was that was the first and number one goal. Then number two, Charles, was he took on human form, and all these things came upon him to show us the way. He said, "This is the way. Walk ye in it." And Charles, when when he's in the river, and and John the Baptist. The baptizer is there. That's not a denomination. That's what he did. He baptized. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so, you know, while they're, they're in the water and while they're baptizing, you know, he said, let's, let's do this, John, because John's like, huh, I'm unworthy. I'm too unworthy to do this. And, and Jesus calms him down and says, let's do this, John, so that all righteousness can be fulfilled. Let me, let me, let me you know, kind of expound on that. He's basically saying, John, every believer It's going to have to walk this way. It's going to have to be filled this way. It's going to have to have the Holy Spirit this way. It's not because Jesus is the Son of God that this is happening. He he is showing us the need for for the gift of the Holy Spirit and all that comes with him and to walk in the way that he's about to show us. And, and every believer has access, ability, and right, thanks to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, to do this and walk this and have this. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Now, Scott, there is something that I've heard in the past 
that is such a danger to the people who have been taught this that they don't take the opportunity to learn of the Holy Spirit or the Word of God. You've heard that old phrase that people go around saying, well, I don't do all this studying and I don't do all this learning and I don't worry about it because the Bible says that when I'm asked, God would fill my mouth. That God, <laughs> God would automatically and magically give me the words to say. Well, Scott, that is a misrepresentation of what God meant. Yeah, yeah. Because Jesus says it this way in John chapter 16. He said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he mm -hmm. will show you things to come. Jesus told the disciples, everything that I've said to you is beyond your ability to bear by yourself. But when the spirit of God comes, when the spirit of truth comes, he will bring back to your remembrance the things that I have said. Scott, mm -hmm. the way that the Holy Spirit operates in a believer's life is he brings back to remembrance the word of God that we have placed in our hearts. Yes. So these people yes. who think that they can go around and not read and study the word and magically have the answers have been deceived. Yes. And one of the main reasons why we need the Holy Spirit so much is because just like Jesus, when he was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, right after he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he was led by the Spirit of God to the wilderness, and the devil came and tempted him. And how did Jesus answer? It is written. It is, it written. is written. It is written. But you know what? Jesus had to know it, that it was written before he could say it. Right. And we must know it before the Holy Spirit will bring it back to our remembrance. Scott, it's so important not only to have the word of God in our hearts, but the Holy Spirit is the one who rightly divides that word and ah. gives us the wisdom to use it. You know, <laughs> the Bible. I like where we're going. Word. I like where we're going here. Go ahead, please. Well, the Bible calls the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Yes. Now take, for instance, the sword. And what do you do with the sword? You fight the enemy. Mm -hmm. You kill the enemy with the sword. And what is it? The sword of the spirit. Why is it of the spirit? Scott, imagining giving a, imagine giving a sword to a little baby. <laughs> What's going to happen to that baby who has been given a sword? <laughs> He's going to cut everything inside. Yeah. <laughs> that baby is going to end up hurting himself. Yep. You don't give a sword to a baby. You give a sword to a soldier. Mm -hmm. And there are so many Christians and, and people out there right now that without the Holy Spirit living in their hearts, without that intimate connection with the spirit of truth, without the same spirit that Jesus was baptized with, the Holy Ghost, they're like babies having a sword and they're going to do more damage than good. They're going to end up destroying people's lives, hurting people's feelings, offending people, not using the word of God to build someone up, but to tear them down. Scott, we have example after example in this world of Christians who 
even if their intentions are good and their motives are pure, are using the word incorrectly. And they are pushing the world away. They're pushing the lost away. They're offending the sinners to the point where they don't want anything to do with God. They stand in front of abortion clinics or they pick it against homosexuality and their misrepresentation of the word of God creates enemies and doesn't convict anyone. It only condemns. It only judges. It only destroys. But without the Holy Spirit, that's all that that sword is going to do is cut and slice Mm -hmm. and destroy and end up hurting the person bearing the sword themselves. But Scott, when we have the Holy Spirit in control of our lives, when his presence is evident in our lives and he has control, walking in the spirit means that the Holy Ghost has control. Mm -hmm. Then we will be able to use that sword in a constructive way. We will be able to convict the sinner, call the lost, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Jesus told them, he said, don't preach one message. Don't build one church. Don't go to one city and preach my gospel until you be endued with power from on high. There it and is. He said, it is the power to be a witness. Now, Scott, so many churches teach the Great Commission to go out into all the world and preach the gospel, but they forget the element that is needed the most in order to do so. You cannot be an effective witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ without the indwelling of the spirit of truth. Amen. Oh, my goodness, you're going to make me say it. I, I love that. I, I, everybody here needs to go back and replay that last five-minute discourse over and over in your mind and listen to what Charles is saying. Uh, you, you're going to make me say it. Uh, one, There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one truth, Charles. And, and today we are children divided. Would you agree? We, we've got uh, – let me, let me say this example uh, – when I was when I was with a singing group, traveling singing group, touring singing group, we hit this one town, and I was made informed. Charles, make a long story short, I was made informed that uh, there were two churches in this town that were three feet apart from each other. If that just uh, just enough for you to slide through between between the two, a human body, and and I'm like, well, you know, why why is this this way? Why why did the congregation split off and do this? And and. They said, well, they had a business meeting, Charles, and they couldn't agree on the color of toilet paper that they wanted mm-hmm. to go into the church. So they, oh. they got such a mess and such fired up uh, uh, fussing and cussing that they, they ended up splitting off and building another church right beside them so one could have the color of toilet paper they wanted. Now, is oh, that not Lord. today? Is that not today? Because we have, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to get mean here for a minute, but I'll say it in love, because we have kicked out the element, the person that we most need that gives us the one truth, that gives us the one faith, that is the one baptism that we can all come under together because there's not many ways, many truths, and many roads to God like Oprah Winfrey preaches, God help her. But it's it's one faith, one Lord, one baptism. But because of that, Charles, you can go into any town now and swing a dead cat, so to speak, and you're going to hit five before the cat hits the ground, five churches, because we have kicked out the element that brings us in one faith, 
one truth, one baptism, the Holy Spirit. Without his tutelage, without his control, then Charles, we go into the Word, we read everything we want to read, see everything we want to hear, make a bunch of different denominations, just like you said, and we're all a mess, and we're all divided when we're supposed to be one children under God by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And, and I probably didn't say that correctly, but would you agree with that? Absolutely. You know, Scott, when the devil began his attack on the church. He realized that the church had the mandate to go and preach the gospel. He realized that God and the Lord Jesus had given the church a job to do, to go and make disciples. But he also realized that if he could get rid of that third person of the Trinity, mm -hmm. if he could remove the need of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life from the Trinity, then a house divided would not stand. And that's all he would need to do to stop the plan of God. Scott, the reason that we have different churches and different denominations and different versions of the Bible and different names for Christianity and different different aspects of Christians out there trying to do job, riding on bicycles, going from house to house, leading people astray with doctrines of devils. The reason mm. is because the very element of the Holy spirit was removed from yes. the church so many years ago. And that's all the devil had to do to cause this disruption. Oh, can we, can we plug this? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can we plug this while you're speaking? I apologize for interrupting you, but, you know, this this again alludes back to the series that we done a while back, the Rape of the Church series. Mm -hmm. I encourage everybody, please go back and listen to that series. Please go ahead, Charles. I apologize. No, absolutely. I encourage everyone to go back and listen because that's exactly what the devil did. Now, Scott, not only did God send the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth, to help us fulfill the great commission and to preach the gospel and to be a witness of the testimony of Jesus Christ. But he's also here to do a lot of other things. Jesus also called him our comforter mm -hmm. and he called him our guide. You know, the Holy spirit is here not only to lead you in truth, but he's here to empower you to be a witness for him, but he's here to comfort you. Scott, we talked about, in the mm. series, The Pursuit of God, how someone on the journey to get to know God, a Christian that is a Christian for any length of time, will discover that there is suffering involved, that all the bad things that were happening to people don't stop happening to them just because they're born again. Right. Scott, there are a lot of people out there that need to be comforted. There are a lot of people that have lost loved ones who have went through struggles with cancer yes. and sickness and disease who yes. have who have been told one thing about being a Christian and experienced something else. They went into this with their eyes shut, thinking that nothing bad would happen to them. And all these bad things started happening and mm. they need the comforter. Scott. Mm. The church needs the comforter. The church needs the guide. The church needs all the attributes and aspects of the Holy Spirit to be restored. Unfortunately, we've got to a place where the mandate that has been given to you and I is to individually reach out 
to the listener because the church is so inundated with its own doctrine. It's so inundated with its own traditions. It's like you said, so divided by between itself and so many denominations and so many different ways to believe and so many versions of the Bible that now God is focused not only on, he's not focused on the organized religion anymore. He's focused on getting the individual reestablished in his word. He's mm-hmm. getting the individual established in the spirit of God. He's turned his attention back to the individual so that hopefully the individual will be filled with the Holy ghost will be put on the right track, will be established in their faith so that when that day comes, that we are faced with the greatest trial and test the world has ever seen. And that man of deception appears and there's a great falling away. We ourselves won't be deceived because we have the Holy spirit to teach us and to tell us what is right and what is wrong. Amen. Oh, Oh, you touch on something that tears me up. I I, I don't think I can talk. I really don't. It's just, you, you mentioned the great comforter. He part of, part of his job, one of the one of the spirits that make up the Holy Spirit. He's he's the great comforter. I, I go away so that the comforter can come unto you. And, and boy, Amen. do we not live in a day and age where we need comforted. I yes. mean, suicide is on the rise at the highest levels of numbers that have ever been on the face of this planet. And, <coughs> and Charles, uh, kids going into school, shooting of the kids because they're tore up inside, because they're tormented inside, because right. they see no relief like they are, you know, and, and it just, it tears me up. How dare you pastor get behind that pulpit and choke out the Holy spirit of God and say that it's not real and that it doesn't do this anymore. While the whole time we've got children putting a bullet into their head every day because they see no comfort, but thanks be to Jesus that he did die. So in the middle of the night, when I'm crying my eyes out, I've got a comforter that'll comfort me. And give me straight. I, I, you, you touch me, sir. I gotta, I gotta give this back to you because I can't, oh. I can't do this and be emotional. Please go ahead, Scott. There have been times in my life where God allowed things to occur that brought me to my knees, that made me question His love. And if it hadn't have been for the great comfort of the Holy Spirit, I've literally had times in my life, Scott, where I felt the Holy Spirit wrap his arms around me and ensure me that God has not forsaken me, that God has not given up on me, that God is still in control. Even when everything around me was speaking to the opposite, when everything around me in my own senses told me that God was not with me, that God has forsaken me. The Holy spirit was there to reaffirm, to establish, to guide, to teach, to comfort me, and to let me know that I was still in the will of God. Scott, there is a time coming in the near future. And this is where I'm going to plug a warning for those people who have been listening to us who have yet to give up their resistance to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling power of the Holy Ghost. There is coming a time shortly in our world and in our life where 
yes, there are things happening right now that are fearful. There are things that are happening right now that take our breath away. Scott spoke of the, the shootings occurring in schools, the the mayhem, the, the enemy running on every side, the the catastrophes that are happening across the world, the COVID virus that seems to be mutating on a weekly basis. But listener, I want you to know through all of these things, there is a hope and a truth. If you have the Holy spirit living inside of you, you're going to make it. You're going to stand. God in the near future. is going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse before it gets better. There'll be more deception. The enemy will be given more freedom to deceive. The world will be clouded over with darkness and doubt. Even the believer will be tempted to ask, where is God? Why is he Mm -hmm. forsaken us? You know, I've told you there have been times in my life that I felt like God had forsaken me. But it was because I had an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit that I did not give up on my faith. Scott, Mm -hmm. I feel and I fear for those believers who do not have this intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost because in the near future, while the darkness is increasing, there'll become a time where we feel like God has forsaken us, Mm -hmm. that God has left the church to deal with its own, you know, it's with the world on its own. There'll be a time where the very things that you've been taught all your life will come into question where the doctrines and the traditions of man that you've hung your hat on all of your life listener will be brought into question. You will begin to wonder, is there any truth to the Bible at all? And if you have that indwelling of the Holy spirit, the comforter, the guide, the teacher, the truth of God living inside of you, speaking to you, you will not fall. Scott, the key And one of the greatest things that I can promote about the Holy Spirit to the listener is that he still speaks today. Yes. yes. The book of Revelation says over and over when John saw the throne of God, he said, out of the throne came voices and utterings. And Jesus said it over and over to the churches in Revelation. He says, he that hath an ear. Let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Scott, there has been nothing more adamant in my life. There's nothing that has been more enforcing and reinforcing. Nothing that has brought me more comfort in my life than hearing the voice of my God. Mm -hmm. He speaks to me in my heart. He speaks to me through his word. Scott, he brings to life the pages of a book. He makes it real. He gives me a still small voice in my heart that says, walk you in this way. Scott, one of the greatest weapons of warfare that we have against the enemy and against the increasing darkness in these last days is the voice of God. It is so necessary It has been necessary and it will become more necessary for the listener to have that still small voice speaking to them, to have an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Listener, without the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot hear God. 
Without the indwelling of the power of God in your life, you will not have an ear to hear what he's saying. And there will not be anything that will bring you more comfort. There is nothing that brings you more freedom. There is nothing that has more power than the voice of God and the breath of God in your ear when he speaks. And Scott, that is why it's so necessary to have the Holy Spirit in our lives. That is why it's so necessary to have the third person of the Trinity in operation in our lives. We have yet to talk about his ministry, but before Mm -hmm. you can live in his ministry, you've got to have an ear to hear. You've Mm -hmm. got to have a heart that has him living inside of it. You've got to have a relationship with the third person of the Trinity. You've got to let go of the preconceived notions that you've had all your life, listener. You've got to let go of these doctrines that have told you that he's no longer available to the church today, that he was only for the first church generation and the apostles. Mm -hmm. He still speaks. He still feels. He still leads. He still guides. He still teaches. He still comforts. And he still moves in the heart of man today. Amen, Scott. Amen. Can can I... May I give you a few verses? You uh, <clears throat> you didn't know I was going to go here, I don't think. So I, I'm going to just back up what you're saying because these are the verses that I had on my heart today. If you don't mind, let me read them right, right quick, and I want you to expound what you feel on them. I will then turn the platform back to you. But this is David speaking, and uh, I, I want you guys to know there wasn't technology back then for uh, – he's not talking about you know the audible – download program where the the thing reads the thing to you (laughs) it don't have that that technology is not around back then he only had a few writings you know uh, from moses the the books that moses wrote in a few writings so not talking about that either but listen to what he's talking about you find this in psalm 29 i encourage you to read this and and i'll read it quick charles and then i want you to expound on it give unto the lord oh you mighty give unto the lord glory and strength Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The Amen. voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The glory of uh, the God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. This is David. This is David praising. Praising the Lord here. He's praising him about his voice. Let me continue. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve and discovereth the force. And in his temple doeth everyone speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The voice of the Lord, Charles. That's the passage of scripture I day, uh, that I had today. What we need the most. You know, today's t- uh, society will tell you that you're uh, a psychopath. If you're hearing voices now, there are many voices and there are psychopaths out there, but there is also the voice of the Lord Amen. through the ministry of the Holy Spirit that leads and guides and comforts. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Now, I will expound on this as quickly as I can because we are running out of time. Ah. But I will say this, that there is no voice of God outside of the Holy Ghost. Yes. I want the listener to hear me with their good ear. 
hear me with their spiritual ear. Just like we said at the beginning of this podcast, we are of God. And if anyone is of God, they will hear the words that we say. If they refuse the words that we say, then they are not of God. They need to check themselves. And I know that's a boastful thing to say, but I can't say it any plainer. With confidence, I can say I've heard the Holy Spirit speak to my heart. With confidence, I can say that I am his and he is mine. The Bible says I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. You can't say that with assurance outside of the Holy Ghost. You can't say what Peter said. Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but the spirit of God from heaven, the Holy Ghost gave Peter that proclamation and the ability to say it and believe it. And today, listener, there is no voice of God. There is no confidence. There's no reassurance. There's no standing in the midnight hour with your faith intact against the enemy outside of the ministry and the voice of the Holy Ghost. Yes. It is so important that you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because without a relationship with the Holy Spirit, without his indwelling presence and power in your life, you will not hear the voice of God. And as Scott just read, his voice dispels the darkness. His voice renders the enemy powerless. His voice runs away every demon of hell. His voice tears down every gate of hell that would be built up against you. Every weapon brought up against you is destroyed by the voice of God. Every disease, including COVID, every sickness, every cancer, every problem, every hurdle, every obstacle, Everything that you go through, those things that God allows in your life that take your breath away, that push you to the breaking point, that keeps you or gets you to a place where you want to give up and throw in the towel and give up on your faith. Without the voice of God, you will not make it. Mm, yes. Yes. And with and without the Holy Spirit, you will not have the voice of God. But I'm telling you right now, if you will allow the teachings and the preachings of this podcast to sink in, if you will put into practice, if you will begin to seek God through his Holy Ghost, if you will begin to believe in that third person of the Trinity, if you will allow the ministry of the Holy Spirit to come alive in your life, you will receive an ear to hear. Uh That voice that will give you the ability to stand when the world's on fire and when everyone else is giving up, when that great falling away begins and you see people that you thought would never give up on God, give up on God. The thing that will keep you is that Holy Ghost living inside you saying, don't give up. I'm still here. My plan is still in operation. It's not long, and you will see the salvation of God again. Scott, in the last little bit we have, say whatever's left on your heart and then pray a prayer. Pray that the listener has an ear to hear the voice of God on this podcast. Pray that we have made 
under no, you know, we've not made any innuendos. We've not made any veiled references. Uh, we have said it plain. Yes. We have said it boldly and we have said it confidently. Now it's up to the listener to receive it and apply it to their lives so that the power and the change can come. We're going to pray. And, and you've heard the word today. Like Charles has said, we've not pulled any punches. We've said what we've said in love, but we've not pulled any punches. Coming to a day and an age and a time that without the leading presence and power of his Holy Spirit in your life, you cannot stand in what's coming in this final day. It's too deceptive. It's too strong. It's Satan run amok too powerfully to stand. But the good news is he is here if we will allow him to come in our lives. That voice Charles speaks of quickly, and then we're going to pray. You, you can pray today, and I want you to pray with me today that I want your voice, Jesus. I want to hear your voice. I need your Holy Spirit so I can have your voice leading. Let me, let me give you a key here. You need to pray that today, but a, a voice needs an ear to hear, and an ear is a trained ear that hears the voice. It doesn't just happen overnight, Charles. It begins with a trained ear through prayer, through reading, through, through studying, through praying, uh, and all the tools that we give on this ministry. Then you begin to hear that voice more and more and more and stronger. And that's what we're trying to push you to do today. It, you've got to start now. Time is short. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be an emergency minister, but I'm telling you the truth. And so is Charles. The time is now to start. No time to waste. No time to put back. It starts now. The training of the ear. The training of the ear to hear the voice starts now. And it begins with you accepting what you've heard is the truth and starting the journey to train your ear to hear the voice that still speaks. Father, we thank you this morning for everything that you've said, for everything that you've done, for, for every word that's been spoken under the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We thank you today for that gift, for that leading. God, we've heard the warning. Lord, we, we, we need your presence and your voice in this last day to lead and guide us. What's coming is too strong and it's too deceptive. I, the smartness of man and the smartness of theology and the smartness of Ph.D. will not stand in this deceptive day, but your voice will make us stand, will cause us to stand. Father, we pray for that voice. We pray for that leading. Lord, there, there are many of us listening to this podcast that may be in different positions and for different reasons that we can't hear, that we've been cut off, that our, our hearing is dull. But God, I pray right now for all of us, for me, for Charles, for everyone listening, that we begin the journey to have an ear to hear, that we, that we do what we need to do to, to sharpen our ears. God, we've been dull of hearing, but Lord, give us the journey, give us the way, give us the understanding right now, all of us, that we can hear your voice, that we start the journey to hear your voice. Father, time is short. Help us, lead us, and guide us, every single one of us. We give you the praise. We give you the glory for this word today. We thank you for what you've done, and we give you the praise in Jesus' name, and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for praying, Scott. God in heaven, help us all to get on, get on the track of getting that voice of getting our faith established for hearing and obeying what we've been told today. Listener, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope it has touched your heart. I hope it inspires you to put it to practice. It's not the hearer of the word, 
that has victory, but it's the doer of the word. Yes. And I want to thank Scott for helping me today. Thank you, Scott, for helping me on this podcast. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing what we asked you to do and taking over and speaking to us what was on your heart. I felt the urgency. I felt the power of God. I felt you saying you are are eager and yearning to speak to us if we'd only allow you to move in and give us a ear to hear. And I want you to encourage you listeners, share this message with others. Help us to get the word out. If this has brought victory to your life, if you've been touched in your heart, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, share it with others. Help be a productive part of our ministry. Help us to get the word out to those around that we can't reach. And uh, God will give you reward. You will build up a reward for yourself in heaven in doing so. And you will be a blessing to others as well as to Scott and myself. We pray right now. If you have, if you have um, the ability to do so, we have blogs that you can go to to read more about our ministry, to be encouraged by the Lord. We have a Facebook page that you can visit at Cry of the Watchman. We have an Instagram account. We have Twitter. We have all these resources available, which are linked in the show notes of this podcast. If you will go to them, you will be blessed. You can use those resources in the times of our absence. Lord willing, we will come back again in a week's time where we will begin to talk about the actual ministry of the Holy Spirit and what he was sent here to do. Besides giving you a voice to hear, he has specific things that he is here to do not only in the world but in your life and we would love to teach you about them so be looking for that lord willing next week in the meantime if you have anything you would like to say to us any prayer request any feedback of any kind feel free to use our email address our email address is simply key underscore david underscore ministries at yahoo.com we would love to hear from you It is the prayer of the key of David. It is the prayer of the Watchman of the Wall Ministries that each and every person listening repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.